welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zaratti. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press multimedia producer Erin Labar. We're going to apologize in advance because I feel like this is going to be like the downer issue episode. Yeah, I mean, it will be interesting. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> but yeah, we were uh, kind of in a, it's, it's been in a kind of a bit of a reflective, reflective yeah. week. We're in a very strange mood these days. <laughs> I don't know. I feel very introspective, perhaps. Yes. So we're going to, we're going to do a dive deep. We're going to talk about death and funerals yep. is basically what we're going to talk about yeah. today. And uh, as well as Jack White, <laughs> <laughs> who kind of looks like a ghost. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, about the, uh, the strange ass policy that will be happening at Bell MTS Place when he comes to town. Next week. Yeah. Next week. But I'm kind of into it. Yeah. First, though, how was your week? It was good. Uh, it was Halloween this week. So uh, on Tuesday, I went to Handsome Daughter and did Simpsons Halloween um, Trios of Horror Trivia. Amazing. With my brother and my partner. Oh, my voice is cracking like I'm <laughs> puberty. <laughs> like, like the teen like from... The, yeah, exactly. Like the greasy, pimply teen from Simpsons. Yeah, and we did it pretty well. I was I was proud of us. What was your team name? Uh, the starting line of the 1976 Philadelphia Flyers hilarious which is a joke um based on the treehouse of horror episode when homer eats the forbidden donut and then the jury of the damned one of the members of the jury is the 1976 philadelphia flyers hilarious they were known to be especially brutish on the ice um i feel like the names of trivia teams oh it's the best part is the best is the best part they weren't it's like a roller derby name they some of the teams are very good they weren't halloween themed i thought they were going to be halloween episode specific so there's like the sloppy jimbos mm-hmm. i originally i wanted our team name to be free range children <laughs> that made me laugh a lot um yeah no it was really really fun i always like doing trivia on handsome daughter i find that it's like very well run and like casual but fun and like follow everyone follows the rules which obviously i like i always want to yes <laughs> yes yes <laughs> um <laughs> i've always wanted to do them but i never have my have my druthers so yeah. i should it's fun i've done it a few times and then i went to my brother's place on wednesday to hand out candy to kids because we don't get kids at the apartment so and I, l- I like to see the little babies in their little squishy costumes oh my god me too the babies are the best yeah of course they can't um, even eat candy i know and they're just like they barely understand what's happening yeah <laughs> um we had i think 65 kids i want to say i feel like it's probably because of all the decorations on yes. your house which i'm very into i really went there with the decor yeah <laughs> you did <laughs> this yes. year um not like totally full haunted house but like i mean there are ghosts on the window there were ghosts that you know we cut out construction paper ghosts and pumpkins but we also had a light like one of those what's a spotlight inflatable? oh a spotlight yes okay. that had like ghosts flying around oh. and an inflatable stack of pumpkins interesting and i think it worked there it was like were a coming. beacon yeah it, it was awesome came to your yard it was awesome um there was my favorite kid it's a dinosaur Adorable. who spoke at just f- top volume 
trick or treat. I'm like, oh, are you a dinosaur? Yes. It's like, okay, you're, you're, you're a lot. He was probably like three. Aww. Really, like the enthusiasm. I was, I was here for it. Yeah, lots of cute kids. And lots of like, I'm, I mean, I love a teen. I love a teenage trick or treater. They're always like, yeah. make a big deal about your pumpkins and are very polite. So Yeah. Yeah. There it was, was uh, two teens that came in the inflatable T-Rex costumes. But my brother has very narrow front steps. So watching them try to navigate up the stairs and then get, put out their bag for cat. It was so funny. That's they were, hilarious. I, yeah, it was great. I loved it. Let's start by talking about Jack White Show. Jack White, yeah. Because uh, this is a story that you've been working on for yeah. the free press. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Jack White's coming to town. I think this is the first time he's performed here solo. I think so. I yes. could be wrong, but he kind of has a interesting policy. Yeah. So basically, it's a no device policy. Mm-hmm. So um, he's not just asking that people put their phone away. He's like making it so that they cannot use it in the concert bowl. So tell me more about that. Yeah. So basically what's going to happen is people are going to go to MTS Center, Bell MTS Place. Sorry. I'm still doing that a year or two years later. Whatever. It's, you know, what? the phone booth. They're going to go to the <laughs> phone booth. I'm going to make that stick. Um, and they're going to go in, go through security, get their tickets scanned on their phones. We'll talk about that in a second. And then they're going to put it in a little fabric pouch called a yonder, which seals at the top. And from I haven't seen one in person, but from the videos I've seen, it looks like um, the security tags that you put on clothes. Oh, right. Like, like the, those little plastic yeah, things. Yeah. Um, and so then that locks and you cannot open it. You can't use your phone at all because it's like whoa it's, the pouch is not see-through like it doesn't have a plastic front it's like fully right opaque um and then in order to use it you have to um if like if mid-concert you were babysitters calling or whatever you gotta go out of the concert bowl into the i'm not sure where they're set up but there'll be multiple stations set up where they touch it on like a little hub and it pops the lock open and then you can use it at a specific spot whoosh yeah it's a lot <laughs> it's a lot compounded by the fact that yeah so now the problem or the confusion i guess is because true north has rolled out their paperless ticketing system so they announced that in i think it was early september i think you're right um so for the bert and for bell mts place no you can't print your tickets out on paper anymore you have to have it on your smartphone or call ahead and get the box office to print physical tickets for you right um so and then jack white (laughs) announced his device free show like a week after they announced paperless ticketing so everyone's like okay so we have to bring our phone to use the ticket but then we have to put the phone away for the next two hours right which is like really confusing messaging for people um i have thoughts about this yeah um i love the fact that device free shows are yeah. starting to kind of I agree gain more traction uh because I do find it irritating and I mean I've also been the irritating person as well um on my phone uh but there are like I remember at the flaming lip show there was literally someone in front of me who was on Facebook for most of the show <laughs> like why bother and like a flaming lip show is a spectacle right right so I do think it kind of makes people pay attention and maybe are a bit more mindful and in the moment. Yeah. At the same time, I can't believe that our phone addictions have become so overpowering yeah. that we need like special physical pouches barrier yeah. that you can't open. Yeah. Like 
Yeah, so this company, Whoa. like a lot of high profile acts, I wrote this in the story, have used them. Like a lot of com- uh, comedy acts, like mm-hmm. have, um, Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock. Which I get that you don't necessarily yeah, you want, want people yeah. filming your set, right? Um, yeah, but this is the first time they've used it at, at Bell MTS Place. I am also pro no device at shows. I'm not, I don't think I've ever been the person that stands there and films the whole show or takes oh, a yeah, million no, pictures. No, no. Um, I find it very distracting and very rude and like quite frankly silly. Like, why would you pay all that money to watch it through this tiny screen on your phone when you could just like see it happening in front of you? And exactly. So I'm I'm not against it, but I do think it's going to be a bit of a cluster F to get everyone's phone in the pouches and then at the end of the night get everyone's phone out of the pouches. Right. Right. Um, I remember St. Vincent when she played her jazz fest show also mm-hmm. had kind of a, a more informal no yeah. device policy, but a no device policy nonetheless. And people were generally respectful of it. Like in, there was no contraption required. But I think when you're in an arena, if you want to actually enforce oh, yeah. it, you have to. Yeah. Right. And this company too has started um, partnering with schools as well. So students okay. will lock their phone up during class hour, which I can totally appreciate. Absolutely. If I was a teacher... And I would look out at my class and every single one of them was texting or on oh, their phone. Oh, hell no. I would lose my mind. I agree. So that I think is really cool. You talked to a fan yeah. who saw a Jack White show. Yeah, she went to, she's from Regina. Um, she went to a show in Minneapolis. It must have been just a few weeks ago. And she she said that it wasn't quite as well organized there as it will be here because the Yonder people took her phone basically the moment she stepped in the building and uh, so they locked it up and she couldn't access her digital ticket. But thankfully she had called ahead and found out and had them printed. But a lot of other people were not. Yes. Flaw in the system. Didn't, didn't have as much foresight, I guess, on that one. So it was a big problem in a lot of different cities. But True, uh, True North has told me that that's not going to be an issue here, which is great. Um, but then she said, apart from that, the whole process was very smooth and it made for like a really excellent concert going experience. So great. Yeah. I'm optimistic. I hope it works out. Yes. You'll have to <laughs> report back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I will be there. I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We wanted to talk about, so it's kind of like, kind of Halloween related. Sort of. It is the kind of Day of the Dead. It is today. Yes. Yeah, it is today that we're recording. Yeah. So, yeah. I just came from a funeral. You just came from a funeral. Which is kind of what sparked this conversation. Exactly. And I also feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but for someone who is not yet 30, you go to like a weird number of funerals. <laughs> I go to an extraordinary amount of funerals. I do. Like just statistically based on your age, I feel like yeah. it's, it's a lot. I mean, I probably go to three or four a year. Yeah, I feel like that's... If not more than that's, that. That's a few. Yeah. Uh, I don't know exactly why that is, but I think it's because uh, in my cultural community, like funerals are very important and mm-hmm. my family has always sort of instilled in me the importance of attending a funeral even if you don't know the person, but like you're a good friend, like if my, one of my friend's grandparents passes away or mm-hmm. I, I go to that funeral to like be empathetic and show support. Right. Right. So if I can make it, I'll go. I think you mentioned this on the show before, but how you would have to get your photo yeah. taken in front of people's <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I was uh, born and raised Catholic and, uh, Funerals are obviously a very big Mm -hmm. part of the sacramental process. And my Nana um, wouldn't be able to fly over back to Europe when her siblings passed away. So when we went, we'd have to go do the, we called it quite, I don't even know, but we called it the cemetery tour. (laughs) We would go to all the different tombstones of her sisters and brothers and cousins and take a picture of the tombstone so she could see what it looked like. 
but my dad for whatever reason would always insist that I was in the photo so I'd have to stand there and be like should I smile like what am I supposed to do and he's like just just stand there and just look solemn and I'm yeah, literally like I, the awkward 14 year old that's appropriate in a <laughs> cemetery in the middle of Slovenia like yeah, no double thumbs up in that situation yeah and then they'll like send photos back to Winnipeg of the funeral and all this stuff it's yeah it's death is very important and how people are ushered into whatever comes after is very important in in our religion and culture and specifically. I feel like something that we don't as a culture talk about mm-hmm. very much. Yeah. Um, do you think that you have become more comfortable with the concept because of that? Yeah. I mean, I still cry at every single funeral I go to, even if I don't know the person. Mm-hmm. I'm just like way too empathetic, maybe. Of course. <laughs> as and soon it, as I see anyone cry, it's just like, I'm done, right? Yeah, I'm not I'm not like terrified by the thought of death because it's like going to happen whether you're scared of it or not. That's I mean, true. obviously I hope it happens in a long time from now. <laughs> but yeah, it's not something that I, I like that I think about in a sort of oh my god, it's looming around every corner kind of way. Um no, me neither, but I do think about what happens after. Yeah. If anything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's the piece that it's like hmm. Yeah, like as I said I was raised Catholic, but I'm very much in the gray area of like does heaven and hell exist who Mm -hmm. knows like i i like to keep the thought of the possibility open but i'm also fully aware that like if one day science were to prove that like somehow nothing (laughs) happens to you after you die i'd be like okay yeah that's fine yeah that's yeah that's i'm with you as long as you don't put me in the ground with the bugs i'm fine yeah i just (laughs) i i think what stresses me out is somehow being like conscious for that part of it like how just, would that happen it wouldn't exactly like, like your spirit self would see it happening maybe or that i would just be like that yeah, you would somehow be aware of what was going on right that is that is a very <laughs> strange thing to, to consider for sure i also really don't like i know that this is kind of people are divided on this yeah whether they want to know what's coming okay or whether they want to die in their sleep right I find dying in your sleep exceedingly troubling. Troubling, and I know that most of the Why? time, it's like people are like, "Oh, it's like a peaceful." peaceful. Just yeah, go, mm. I, it's just it's is so it like, like, yeah. <laughs> like I just, I just, I just, I just, I don't know about that. Like, <laughs> it's like well, I think like comparatively speaking, it probably is the most peaceful way. Well, sure. I mean, there's like there's, there's a lot of other less pleasant options. Uh, there are fully horrific options. Yeah, but yeah, I just so you're sleeping. If the haunting of Hill House is anything to go by, <laughs> so you're sleeping and then you're and then dead. You just die. I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> I don't like it. That's your type A personality coming out in like the worst possible way. I know. I want to control it. I want to control my own demise. <laughs> I want to know when it's happening, but also I don't want to know it. You know, like I don't want to be it's like such a strange thing to think about. It's such a strange thing, and yeah, and even to process like yeah, one day this person was here and now they're not. It's it, it's a very weird thing. Well, I think it's literally what it means to be human in a lot of ways. Yeah, that we have to be kind of aware of our own mortality and you from had, a pretty young oh yeah age right as soon as either someone in your family dies or a pet dies or whatever like and it's something obviously i think about a lot because i go to so many funerals mm-hmm. it's just like constantly in the foreground of my brain <laughs> which i don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing but you would ask me sort of what i think constitutes a good funeral yes. or a good yes. send off because there's no like pinterest for funerals there should be though i, I, I agree like um <laughs> 
Okay, so I've been to a lot of different funerals for a lot of different religions. Mm -hmm. And my preference is something that pays homage to the personality of the person who passed. Right. So if you do something with their wishes in mind, that's what kind of... I don't want to say my favorite because it's gross, but like <laughs> that always leaves the best impression, I guess. Right. So this one that I went to, the guy who passed away was like quite a jokester, very sarcastic, mm-hmm. like kind of had a bit of a divisive personality. It was very like blunt and some people don't react well to that. Right. Right. So there was a lot of jokes and a lot of laughter and a lot of like applause and a lot of, you know, like acknowledging the fact that yeah. he, he pissed people off sometimes. And I really appreciate that kind of honesty. And then I personally feel that the best funerals have like awesome food and alcohol yeah. available. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I like when families tell stories and like. I do too. Yeah. I, I don't love and I know this is like blasphemy, but I don't love attending super formal, super, super, super religious mm-hmm. Um, funerals that are much more like a sacrament than a celebration well it's the same thing as super religious weddings yeah i kind of feel like they have nothing to do with the couple yeah it's very distant very cold Mm -hmm. and like a lot of times in like orthodox religions they have that little um like the barrier with the illustrated panels and a lot of stuff happens behind the barrier and you can't even really see and if they're speaking a different language Mm -hmm. that makes a disconnect as well well it just feels much more procedural yeah exactly yeah and i i tend to even though i am again of like a religious background i tend to prefer the more casual personal approach to this kind of thing I also kind of like this new trend of like full transparency in obituaries. Yeah. Um, and I really like and a project that people might not be aware of, but that we've started doing in the free press is doing longer mm-hmm. professionally written obituaries by a journalist who actually yeah. like, interviews the family and, you know, kind of puts together more of a story about the person who people has died. Have lived interesting freaking lives. Absolutely. Yeah. Like we've had some good ones. Um, where it's just they've had good stories and to be able to tell them is also really cool. So mm-hmm. it's something we started doing as part of our, our passages. I love section. reading obituaries. That sounds really morbid, but I love to oh, hear no, me what too. Pe- yeah. how people have lived, especially yeah. people that are in their 90s. Oh, absolutely. Just like the coolest stories. Yeah, it's super. It's 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 super interesting. Like, it's always interesting. Um, thinking about death, though, mm-hmm. is something that I often do. While I'm falling asleep, which is which is also when my brain says, hey, you could die. <laughs> you could die right now. My brain says, hey, you know what else is interesting? You're falling asleep, I see. So why not contemplate space? Okay. We talked about this in the car the other day. Space terrifies me, me too. but in like the most interesting way. I know it's fascinating, but I also really as a concept struggle. Yeah, well just as like to kind of loop it all together. Yeah. Just as like you can't be sure what's ha- waiting for you after you die if right. anything. You cannot be sure what's waiting for you in the depths of the universe. I know. It's just it boggles my mind. Well, and I'm not arrogant enough to believe that we are the only I'm with you on that species I am so with you on you know that. what I mean how can that poss- that, that cannot no. be possible because science yes <laughs> and we are just but one galaxy I know galaxy galaxy yeah in unlimited like yeah. unlimited I think it's the unlimited like my brain just can't process that yeah I love it though I kind I of wish that I had studied I, I took an astronomy class in university and I loved it oh 
It's, you know what else is terrifying? It's stressful. The deep sea. It's like the same thing. It's the same thing, but underwater. It's And the fact that we've only discovered like what, 10% of what lives in there? And how the scariest animals in the world live there. Oh. <laughs> They're their sharp pointy teeth. Oh. Why you have so many eyes? Oh. I know. Like, I can't handle it. I know. And yeah, I just feel like we spend a lot of time looking skyward for alien life when we should be looking in the depths of the ocean because... 100%. My goodness. What was that? There was this Twitter feed or Twitter page of like a deep, deep sea oceanographer and like the scariest animal or fish or marine life they had found, they had Ah. found in their research. And it was the most terrifying things I have ever seen in my life. That's a nightmare. I'm going to find it for you and I'm going to send it to you. Thanks. (laughs) I'm just going to text you photos of gritty in the morning. (laughs) Um, Yeah. The sea. Space, space death the unknown. it's all intertwined it's all intertwined all the, the fear of the unknown so we were gonna do reading watching listening but there's two reasons why we're not one is because my friend liz who listens to the podcast every week yelled at me on friday because of spoilers even though i don't consider what we talk about to be spoilers but she was quite upset by it yeah if so sorry liz if uh describing the plot is a spoiler <laughs> but no i understand liz i'm so, sorry i'm yeah. sorry i'm there sorry you we wrecked your enjoyment of any <laughs> any reading watching or listening the item. other reason why we're not is because i don't feel like my brain can absorb any new content anymore because there's just so much stuff whether it's tv movies music news it's just a constant barrage and my brain is full it is oh, you full. are becoming aged welcome yeah it's, i just like <laughs> i my retention of new information yeah is zero i go through phases um obviously i mean we work in the arts and life department so we consume a lot of yeah we particularly culture items yes um we're also working in newspapers so we consume a lot of news so should, there's just a lot coming at you all the time but yeah. i don't even think you need to work in a newsroom or be no a professional in that way to feel You're that just way like on the internet ever it's a, lot. <laughs> it's a lot it is a lot so i find when i go through those phases where i'm like no i go back to stuff that i'm already familiar with yeah so we're gonna do reading, comfort watch. reading watching listening comfort watch listen read yeah edition. faves edition old faves old faves edition yeah what are some of those for you so when I, so I'm going to do like music and TV and actually a movie as well. So for music, what I always go back to is Stereophonics. Mm. Their first, like maybe four or five albums. Mm-hmm. That for me is like ultimate comfort music. Like I know it. I love it. It gets the job done. Yep. It's what you want to It's just what I, it's ears. like slippers for me. It's lovely. Love it. Um, television, I will rewatch Friends, even though I don't really even like it that much, mm-hmm. just because it's just so nothing television that I don't need to think about it. Well, and it kind of has that sort of comforting nostalgia because yeah. it would have been on when you were a kid. So. Yeah. Uh, I've rewatched the entirety of the Boy Meets World series probably 50 times. Oh my God. It, I have it on DVD. It's marvelous. It, it holds up. Let me tell you. It's amazing. And I also watch, do you remember that show that was on TBS for a while called My Boys? Oh, I love My Boys. I will rewatch the four seasons of My Boys always. I I love it. feel like nobody watched that show. I love it. Except for you. And so this is very exciting. I love it too. Yeah, it was great. It was so good. And and I have all of them downloaded on my computer illegally. Sorry, internet gods. But <laughs> I will rewatch it every time I get the opportunity. 
I have a few comfort series er mm. which i've talked about many yes, times which I I, like all 15 seasons i've watched that's a commitment yeah i watched it from beginning to end several times oh my god um gilmore girls yeah I've done i gilmore have girls binge too i have done that several times um including when i got my wisdom teeth out mm. a few years ago good timing um what else are some of the sex in the city is oh yeah go to that one is like a summer show for me like i really get the craving for that one in the summer and if i want to watch a movie but i don't know what movie i want to watch and instead of trying to pick something new i will almost mm. always watch dan in real life with steve carell hmm. have you ever seen that movie i don't think so it is the cutest best thing in the world juliette binoche is in it she plays his love interest dane cook is in it in his least annoying role to date <laughs> um the dad from frazier is in it it's um it's such a cute movie and Sandra Lurke, my favorite little Norwegian musician, did the entire soundtrack. It's the best. I just love it. It's I'm trying to think. I'm ma- that's, he's I, he's a single dad of three girls and he writes an advice column, and then he sorry Liz spoilers he <laughs> he meets Juliet Binoche at a bookstore, and then he doesn't realize but that's Dane Cook, his brother's new girlfriend, who's coming to meet the family for the first time. Oh. And so he like basically falls Juicy. in love with her instantaneously. And then they're like trying to figure out how to navigate the whole thing. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, it's so cute and lovely and heartwarming. And I highly recommend it. I don't know what my comfort movies are. Probably Twister for sure. <laughs> you really uh, love Twister. I love and Twister I don't know. so much. That's what we should do for pop culture blind spots. I've never mm. seen Twister. Oh my God. Next what? week. Okay. Next yes, week. Next week that is happening. Yeah. Look forward to that. Yeah. Put um, it in the skid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll put it in there. But yeah, if you out there have comfort watches readings, or listens or listens reading my comfort read is judy bloom oh yeah i knew that um yeah let us know because always looking to add more yeah and it's really good it's a good way to get suggestions i think sometimes we always get hung up on the new 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 and there's stuff that obviously we haven't seen old old <laughs> old old um as always, you can find everything that we are writing about at winnipegfreepress.com. You can also follow us on social media. I'm at Jens Rowdy on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Nairabel on Twitter and Instagram. And you can email us at buriedelead at winnipegfreepress.com. And we'll see you next week. Bye.